City. How are you doing out there? Where's all the mothers at? Today's a very special day, so I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the fathers. I'm just kidding. Hey. Happy Mother's Day to all you mothers, man. There's so much that you guys do that's just unseen. And uh, there's not enough days or words to describe how we feel about you guys. But know we thank you for everything you're sacrificing for our families. We just invite you to worship first today.
nothing that you wouldn't do for us, God. Nothing that you wouldn't give to have us back with you. A love that never ceases, a love that never gives up. No matter what we do, it's not about what we do, it's what it's already been done. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this moment, God. I pray that we take, we don't take things lightly, Lord God, but we know that we, are, we get to worship you, sing in your presence, God, sing together and celebrate together who you are, God. I, I, we pray that we don't take this moment lightly, but we generously worship you, Lord God. And I pray during this service, Lord God, that if you would speak to hearts today, heal hearts, mend hearts, fill hearts with just joy. I pray that be our goal today, that today would be full of levity, Lord God, and just lightness and, and a moment where we know that we are so loved by you that we, you could take on the things that we carry, Lord God, and the burdens that we have. We lay them right at your feet, Lord God, and we say, take it today. We want to walk with you. We want to be with you today. And I know in walking with you, there is a lightness of our soul, Lord God, and let that be today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. You guys can be seated. Greet the person next to you. Yeah. Good morning, good morning. How are you guys doing? Uh, yeah. As the guys come forward, I just want to say, live, I, I, I believe, like, live generous lives. Be a generous person. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, way past the, your, the monies or the things that we have. Like, I, I love that being able, like, that, that God's um, gospel, it should make us two things, super humble and then super confident. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing that God loves us so much that, that he, Christ Jesus died for us, yet also that our sins are so wicked that Jesus had to die for us, this dichotomy of understanding should, uh, should make the Christian, the person who knows Christ, such understanding like, let's be like Jesus. Let's live in, in things that don't hold on to things so tight. I love in the book of Proverbs, it says, one man gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. And, and it says, a generous man will prosper and he who refreshes others will him be refreshed. I think some of us today need to be refreshed, right? Just refreshed. It's just uh, lives that are just being poured into and poured out. I believe that's the community of God. 
That's what the church is. It's not a place where we uh, just keep on. Sorry, I'm fixing chairs. It's horrible. Uh, but it's not a place where we're like, give me something, God. Give me something. No, it's a place where God just refresh me as I refresh someone else. As, as I release my life, I'm going to trust that you release your life in me and through me. And it's this beautiful give and take, a beautiful relationship where we lift up the other person. I pray that especially us who know Christ, we be one that refreshes people. When you're at work, be a person that refreshes someone else. When you see them having a bad day, say something. Say something. I was, uh, I was talking to uh, just an angel last week, and he was just talking about just uh, he saw someone going through a really, really hard day. And, he, and, and, and they were driving next to each other. They were driving, and, and she was just having a miserable day. She was crying in the other car. And he was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get at the same light so that I can just at least speak to her and say, I'm praying for you. I'm for you. Because some people just need to hear that someone's for them. Isn't that true? That we live through this life and it gets bumpy and sometimes we feel really alone and we feel like it's just us and, and I don't know if someone's even for me. But I believe some of the most beautiful things that we can do as, as, as people who follow Jesus is to just hang out and say, I'm for you. I'm for you, man. I'm for you, John. I'm for you, Mike. I just want to hang out and just be for you. And I believe that's what refreshing others sometimes just amounts to. It's not this big thing we do, but it's common things we do in a big way. Common things we do in a big way. As the guys come forward, I just say live generously, give generously. But man, live generously outside these walls, please. Let, let this community know that Jesus is live and well in your heart, in your home, and in your neighborhood. Amen? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. They, he or she who refreshes others, Lord God, will be refreshed, Lord God. And I believe that is just not even just something, a good idea. That's just how you made our lives, how you made this world, Lord God. It is, in, it, it is uh, circular, Lord God. It's, 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 uh, uh, it, it's cyclical, Lord. And I pray in the name of Jesus that we would be those, Lord God, that would, if we have received your love, received your grace, received the smile today, we would be those who give it out, Lord God, and refresh others with what we have inside of us and what we tangibly have in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. God bless you in your giving. I, I just want to remind you uh, a little bit. Who, uh, did, who put this on their fridge, right? I hope you guys put this on your fridge. It's a bunch of, you put a, you, you're, you're the home right in the middle, right? And you put it on your fridge and you put names down of people around you because we believe just knowing someone's name is a big deal, especially in a culture where no one really knows. And if you need to have the weird conversation like, what's your name again, like I did this morning, I had that conversation with some of you guys because I can't remember all your names, but I, uh, just willingness to just kind of make yourself uncomfortable for the comfort of others, for the betterment of others. And uh, put this on your fridge, fill it in, and when you, every time you go buy it, like, pray for them. Amen? So this morning, this morning is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, right? I just want I, I to thank all the moms in this place. And I'm gonna, I, we're going to play a quick video. Uh, and I, I want you guys to watch this and enjoy it. Mom! It's the best word in the world. No matter what language you say it in. Mer, Muta, Madre, Okasan. It's all mom. 
Even your name is great. If you reverse it, it sounds the same. <laughs> Mom! See, that's how awesome you are. You even sound good backwards. That's why moms have to stick together. Because if you don't, we're gonna take over. And you don't want us kids taking over. And you gotta take it easy on yourself, moms. Don't judge Judy each other or battle another mom because she makes a different choice with her kid. I heard she's still breastfeeding. And he's eight years old. That's just gross. You gotta have each other's backs, moms. Don't talk bad about another mom. Be confident. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Come on, isn't that what you're always telling us? Because being a mom is tough. Whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, or a working stay-at-home mom, that's hard. I can't do that. Especially when it's your turn to bring the gluten-free, sugar-free, peanut-free, taste-free cookies to school. It's like, is that impossible? What is this? What is on it? Oh, <laughs> can I throw it up? <laughs> it's impossible for you to make a cookie out of kale. I'm your mom for supporting each other. Help each other make good cookies. Why do moms feel that they have to be perfect? Nobody's perfect. I mean, except me, I'm always perfect. Maybe not always. You just gotta be you. You know what a perfect mom looks like? Look in the mirror. The world's more awesome because you're in it. Us kids just wanna say, thank you moms. Thank you for handling everything. Like all the poop. <laughs> just gotta tighten up that cut and then let's slide out. And all the throw up and all the dirty diapers. Baby. Baby, baby, oh. We want to thank you for your love. Thank you for your hugs. Thank you for your smiles. And thank you for your incredible momness. Yeah, momness. That's a word. Look it up. So listen up, moms. Without moms, this world would be a sad, sad place. Thank you for making us feel special every day. For showing up every day. And for making everything better. So moms, keep mommying. Because the world needs you moms more than ever. Now let's mom dance. Yep. Yeah. KP out. Nice. Let's so mom dance. You guys can take that down. Thank you. I wanna I wanna celebrate you guys today. I wanna I wanna thank you moms and we celebrate you and your arduous endurance dealing with kids and uh, dealing with husbands, right? Grown kids. Uh, I just want to also celebrate women who contribute greatly in this place, in this church, to our community. Women in their workplaces, homes. We love you and we honor you. And so we have some, uh, some uh, oh wait, I'll let Candace do this. I'll let Candace do that part. But uh, what we have is a two-hour sermon prepared for your listening pleasure. No, I'm just messing. You're like, what? Right? Uh, but today we're continuing the series, and it's called Won't You Be My Neighbor? And it's out of Luke 10. It says, Luke 10, 27, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, with the, and with all your mind. And next it says, And love your neighbor as yourself. Say that last part with me. Love your neighbor as yourself. So today I want to show you how Jesus neighbored, right? We want to know, we're like, how, do you, how, how am I supposed to neighbor? I want to show you how Jesus neighbored. This is how you neighbor like the Son of God, like Jesus. And we would think it would be so astonishing how he did it. But it's interesting how rather ordinary it is and how simple it is. So today I want to, I want to, I want to bring up our guest speaker. She's way better than me. She is my wife, right? But before she comes up, I want to celebrate her. Uh, she's just, if you know Candace, she is, the, she is the nicest person I know, right? And many of you know her. Maybe not nice to me all the time, 
but nice to other people. <laughs> but she's the nicest person I know, and I, I love her, and I, I think it's harder to deal with me than my kids because I'm crazy. I, uh, yeah, don't shake your head, D. That hurts my feelings, right? <laughs> but I can be a little crazy. I can be a little all over the place, a little emotional, but I just want to thank you for being a wonderful mom uh, to our ch- children and uh, just a wonderful wife to me. I love you, and I want you guys to greet my wife. Uh, give her a hand. So I have not prepared a two-hour sermon, so that's good news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we did want to recognize a few ladies first, though, before I kind of just speak to you from my heart. So um, we want to do something a little different this year. There's two ladies here. I hope they're in here. I saw them walk in, and I was like, yes. Um, but uh, they are grandmothers that are taking care of their grandchildren. And so um, there's a lot that goes along with um, their stories and their journeys. And uh, we've had the privilege to just watch them with such grace um, take care of their grandkids when they've already raised their own kids. So um, Michelle, she's already crying. So if Michelle would come on up and... um, Let's just honor, honor her. So we got you some hydrangeas. If you hate them, they're from King Supers. And I don't plant things, so one already died last night, and I had it for 12 hours, so I had to return it. So water it and do all the good things that you do to it, but I don't know, and we love you, and we're just uh, so grateful that your family is a part of our family, and um, your great-grandma and mama, yeah, and then Annette, we would love to have you come up, if you guys will just give her a hand, Annette, these ladies have their hands full, but they still come to church, and they still serve, happy Mother's Day. These are for you. Please take great care of them. If they don't survive you, it's okay. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. And then we have one more gift. Um, so for the mom with the youngest baby. So I think I know who it is, but I could totally be wrong. She's like trying to feed or something. She's like, oh, geez. <laughs> oh, so... Melissa and baby Calvin. So let's, I think it's his, is it his first time to church too? Oh, so let's welcome baby Calvin. Calvin Miles, right? Calvin Miles. So it's his first time to church and mommy's tired and she needs Starbucks. And I'm, yeah, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. We Love all of you. Sorry we couldn't give you all Starbucks and hydrangeas. Um, I would definitely kill them. But uh, if you didn't get a cup, we have cups for all the ladies um, today. So they're out there. There's a little poem in there that I really like, but I think we've read it the past three years. So I won't read it out loud again. <laughs> um, but let's just pray. And I'm excited to get to just share with you guys today. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for 
who you are to us, God, even when times are hard, God, when times are good, that we really do put our trust in you. And so I just pray today, God, that you speak to our hearts in the way that you want to speak, um, that anything that shouldn't be said won't be, and um, that you just speak to our hearts and that today every person in this place feels celebrated. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, John and I were talking, and we were kind of like, well, maybe we'll both kind of preach together um, because I never like to completely take the um, responsibility of it, and uh, which he does every Sunday, so that's great. So hand to you. Yeah, thumbs up. Um, yeah, good job, babe. But, and then he's like, let's, let's meet. So we met during the week, and he's like, okay, I'm going to write the sermon for you, you know, and then, and then you can just uh, take out what you want to take out and put in what you want to put in. So um, we met like three times, and then I'm like, this is not me. This is you. Like, everyone's going to know that I'm speaking your sermon. This is just weird. So um, anyways, then it started all over. And on Wednesday, I started coming up with a plan. So today, I just want to talk to you about being consistent in the ordinary and that it leads to extraordinary. Um, so I really want you to think about that. I want it to sink in. And we're going to build a little bit on Jesus's life and then talk about how it became extraordinary, but really just from the ordinary life that he had. So Jesus the Messiah, we know him for teaching to the masses, dying on the cross for our sins, the resurrection, but he grew up in an ordinary life. I want to talk to you about a few normal moments in Jesus' life. So he got lost. <laughs> Jesus got lost, and his parents lost him for three days. I'm just going to read this ver these verses to you really quick. Luke 2, 41 through 52. Every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they didn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found Jesus in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why are you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he was saying to them. So, as a kid, Jesus got lost for three days. Um, I'm not going to lie, I have a kid that is definitely a wanderer who will remain nameless. Um, he's definitely a natural wanderer. So needless to say, I've lost a kid for like, or two, for maybe a minute or five. But three days. So three days, I'm pretty sure they would have been calling like missing persons after one. Um, and that Jesus was in big trouble, right, with his parents because they had traveled home, realized Jesus wasn't with them, and then they traveled back to the temple, found him three days later. So in my opinion, road trips are not easy. I hate road trips. <laughs> 
John always wants to go on one, and I'm like, I can hardly drive to the mountains with our family. So um, I think it's because we did a lot as kids. We couldn't stop for anything. Anyways, road trips are not easy. I'm sure Mary was livid. Um, Jesus was a little boy that thought it was fine to hang out with his father and not tell his parents. I really want you to see the normalcy of Christ as a kid. This is how Jesus can relate to us. He grew up very human, just like you and me. What I want to do today is show you the extraordinary in the ordinary life of Jesus and how he connects to our life today. So we're going to talk about now Jesus being a carpenter. In Matthew 13, 54 through 58, it says, Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get his wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary? Sorry. And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. So the people from Jesus' hometown are basically saying, You're too ordinary. Where did you learn to do these miracles? Why is Jesus telling me what to do? Isn't he just like me? Jesus wasn't recognized among those that should have known him best. So sometimes we think we aren't doing anything epic with our lives. I'm just a, and you can fill in the blank, I'm just a mom, a wife, an aunt, an acquaintance, a breadwinner. I just clean up the house. (laughs) But what if this is where God has you? Jesus was a carpenter. He made tables. This is a joke. I'll just preface it. (laughs) Um, Hopefully they weren't as hard as the Ikea tables. (laughs) But, sorry, I shouldn't have prefaced it, but it was definitely put in there. John says I need to just go straight. Yeah, go for it. Anyways, but that's where God had Jesus for the majority of his life. You never know what's going on in the home next to you. Lots of times things you've gone through or currently going through can help the people in your life or the ones that are simply watching your everyday actions. God uses our talents. He uses our connections. He uses our pain and past. With God, nothing is wasted. You are part of a bigger story. What if your ordinary life and the monotonous things that you do every week and every day are part of the extraordinary of what God is trying to do in you and through you? We have to see the big picture. Your love is not wasted. These simple things matter, like having dinner as a family, going to work on time, sending that text and saying, I'm praying for you, I love you, taking someone a meal, taking a minute to listen to a hurting friend while your kids crawl all around you, teaching your children and the children around you to be grateful. In 2 Timothy 1.5, it says, I'm reminded of a sincere faith a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure that it dwells in you as well. Sometimes it takes time to see the fruit, right? God isn't only building you, he's building other people through you. Sometimes it takes a while to see the fruit. God isn't only building you, he's building someone else through you. Who you are continues to live out in generations, the way that you care and love for others. We overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and underestimate what we can accomplish in a lifetime. So the third example of Jesus was Jesus was thirsty. 
In John 4, 1 through 42, I'm kind of going to summarize it for you because it's long, but it's still long as a summary too. But anyways, it's afternoon time. Jesus enters the area of Samaria, which is not Galilee, and it's not Judea. He's pretty much not welcome there. There he finds a well, sits down to rest, and the disciples are looking for food. A Samaritan woman comes to the well to get water. Jesus asks, asks her, can you give me a drink too? The woman's shocked that a Jew's asking her, a Samaritan woman. Jesus explains, well, if you know who I, who I am, then you would be asking me for living water. The woman is really confused. The well's pretty deep. He doesn't even have a bucket. How is he going to get special water? And so Jesus explains the living water he's talking about renews itself. People will never be thirsty again when they have this water. So the woman replies, well, I'd like some of that. He tells her, you should go see your husband first. Then she says she doesn't have a husband. But then Jesus says, actually, you have five husbands, and the man you're with now is not your husband. The Samaritan woman is floored that Jesus knows the details of her personal life. She's like, he must be a prophet, or he might be on Facebook. Because <laughs> we all know that lots goes on on Facebook that shouldn't. <laughs> She wants to know where she should be worship, worshiping, on the nearby mountain or Jerusalem. Jesus explains, a time's worshiping where it doesn't, it, time is coming where it doesn't matter where you worship. Soon people will understand the truth and they'll worship God in a totally different way. The woman says she knows the Messiah is coming soon, and Jesus says, I am the Messiah. So then the disciples return and are promptly weirded out by the fact that Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman. So the woman leaves, runs back to the city to tell everyone that Jesus knew all of her personal information and that he might be the Messiah that they've been waiting for. Because of his conversation with the woman at the well, many of the Samaritan people in the city start to believe in Jesus. In fact, they like him so much, they invite him to stay for the next two days. So Jesus was just passing through. He was the wrong race. He was in the wrong place. He was tired. Um, I don't know why this made me think of this, but it made me think of when um, women, we have those friends that get on Facebook and they list everything that they've done from 4 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then you feel completely exhausted after reading it and completely unproductive. So I was like thinking maybe Jesus felt more tired than that. But I feel that way when I read those lists and I'm like, can you please not list everything you did from 4 a.m. to 4 p.m.? I already just took a nap and it's 10. So anyways, Jesus was tired. The moral of the story, he, he didn't want to do another thing. He needed a Starbucks. Can I get an amen? Amen. He just wanted some water. It was like a hot day in Vegas where your flip-flops are melting on the ground. Yet Jesus, he broke all cultural norms. He's in Samaria talking to a woman. This doesn't happen. At high noon, the hottest part of the day. She's there at that time because she's trying to avoid people. Then just for him to ask her water is kind of weird. But then he's like, you have five husbands. So then he starts questioning her about her five husbands. Even Jesus' disciples question, why are you talking to the Samaritan woman? Sometimes certain moments won't make sense to others. But when God speaks on our hearts to move, we need to move. During life, we feel like we don't have much to offer. We may be hiding at high noon like the Samaritan woman because we're ashamed of where we've been or what we're going through. But Jesus doesn't want us to be alone. Just as he's telling the Samaritan woman that he has something more than what this world can offer, offer we've got to remember what we have to offer. 
We've got to remember, even in the hard days, the smallest acts of kindness make the biggest difference. Because Jesus stopped to talk to the lady, even though he was really tired and hungry. She told the whole town about the Messiah and that there was hope for them and even people like her. So treat people extraordinary in the ordinary. Because the greatest, most spiritual act you can do for God starts by loving your neighbor as yourself. It's not preaching to 100,000 or running the best nonprofit organization or being a missionary overseas. These are all outcomes of first loving your neighbor well. It's understanding no matter where you are that you're interested in those around you, that you slow down to recognize where other people are around you, what they're going through, And instead of comparing our differences, embrace the things that we share and have in common. I love that. Instead of comparing our differences, we need to embrace the things that we share and have in common. Be extraordinary in the ordinary. You can cook the best mac and cheese in that box and still invite people over, even if your house isn't clean. (laughs) The kids like the box mac and cheese anyway, so it's okay. Even if you feel crazy, still invite someone over. Invite someone into your life. Be the best listening friend. Be the coolest mom on the PTO. Don't think one day I'll be this or that. Be that today. As John always says, wherever you are, there you are. <laughs> Colossians 3, 23-24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that the Lord will receive the inheritance as your reward. Sorry, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. This is my favorite part. So I want you guys to brace yourself. I feel like everyone's very quiet. Everyone kind of like just move around for a second. Stretch. I really need to go to the bathroom before, but I'm okay now. So, okay. Everybody good? Okay. Jesus' ordinary life turned to extraordinary He turned the water into wine. He fed the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. He healed people who had been infested with diseases. He raised the dead to life. He loved the outcast. Just look at his disciples. He loves you and me. Jesus changed the course of history for our families. But this all happened. Every single miracle he performed happened on an ordinary day with a man that was willing to say yes to Jesus and yes to people. So as we close today, we're done. And we go about our day. I want to ask you, it's so simple, but will you say yes to Jesus? Will you say yes to seeing people like Jesus saw us? There are a lot of men and women at the well just waiting, maybe hiding, maybe feeling ashamed, maybe just needing a friend. And will we say yes? We can't all do everything. We can't all meet every need but everyone can and should do something. You might be the only Jesus that most people see. So be extraordinary in the ordinary and say yes. So I just want us to sing one more time and sing Reckless Love because as we were singing it for prayer before church even started, um, I feel like that song does embody that. It's just saying yes the way that Jesus did, that he'll, he'll walk away from the 99 to just save the one. And, and I want you to listen, listen to those words of that, that chorus and that bridge and just think about it in a way of like, I have to follow the example that Jesus has led for me because he didn't come and live a human life and an ordinary life for 30 years for no reason. 
He lived it as an example to us to be able to show us you can do this. You can be a light where you feel it's dark. You can be a light where you feel there's so many people just standing at the well and trying to hide out and that they're ashamed. You're the light that they need and you might be the only Jesus that they see. So today, I just want us to stand and I want us to worship and whatever you need to say yes to, I challenge you because I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't want to live another day. I don't want to live another year being like, wait, what is the really big thing I'm going to do when my kids are grown and gone? And like, I'm too short, sorry. What's the really big thing I'm going to do later? Like, why am I not trying to look and see what's the things I need to do right now, today? Who are the people that I need to lift up in prayer today? Who are the people that I need to say like, do you need a friend? Are you okay? Like, even this morning, and this is not to be a downer, but your prayers matter. Even this morning, I heard of a lady that we know and love dearly that is struggling with suicide. You know, and drugs have been a big part of her life, but do you, your prayers can change someone's life for eternity. We have a little girl that has more tumors now in our church family, and your prayers might change the path of her life. So today, I challenge you, say yes. Say yes to praying for your church family. Say yes to reaching out to the Mitchells as they go through this again. Say yes to being like, God, I'm going to believe in miracles. Say yes to the person that might just be standing by you in line at King Supers, but they don't have any money and they're trying to feed their grandbabies. So right now, this is totally not about the band or me or it being a good word. It's about us learning as a church to say yes to those things that matters and not waiting because we don't know what tomorrow holds. And man, I don't want to regret I want to love with everything in me. And sometimes it's hard, right? Sometimes it's really inconvenient. But just order pizza from Papa Murphy's and send it to someone. You don't even have to cook it. Sometimes it's inconvenient, but you never know what that small thing, that, that one little small yes will lead to so many more and so many more lives that could be changed because you are living the example of what Jesus showed us. And that's why he lived on earth. It wasn't just for fun. He lived on earth to show us, this is my example. So God, we thank you that you love us, God. We thank you that you sent your son to show us as an example, God, even though he went through so much, so much pain, so much heartache, but that he lived an ordinary life that turned to something so extraordinary and changed the course of our history. So God, I thank you that today we're gonna stand here, we're gonna praise you, God, and we're gonna say yes more often. We're gonna listen to when you move on our heart that we're gonna move, God, even when it's scary, even when we're unsure. But God, we are gonna say yes to you more. And we thank you that you love us 
and that you're here with us and that you're walking with us. In Jesus' name.
no shadow you all light up mountain you all climb up coming after me there's no wall you all kick down lie you all voices one more time. Father, as we know, Lord God, you have come after us, Lord God. In the same way, let us open our eyes to our world, Lord God, the world that you love, people that you love, made in your image. And the way you came after us, I pray in the same way we go and love this world like you love it, Lord God. You, Lord God, have put your Holy Spirit in us, Lord God, so that we together, Lord, could do what you did and live in an extraordinary way in the ordinary. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said... Amen. God bless you. Man, let's open our eyes and let's give God praise. Give God praise today. Thank you, guys. Man, give hugs to your moms. Give hugs to the ladies in your life. Thank them. And we're just so glad that you came today. God bless you guys.